Hey bitches, welcome back to another episode of Bitch, I've Got Things to Say, Love Stories with Sophia. I am your host on all things relationships, the heartaches, the pains, the good and the bad of dating. And on this episode, I want to take you in on a story years ago that um, I was a psycho. Yep, but I was gaslighted. It was by far the most toxic relationship I've ever had. And all because he was cheating. Duh. Anyways, let's get in and I'm going to explain everything. Red flags, the do's and the don'ts. Let's get into it. All right, get yourself some popcorn because this story is a juicy one, like I said. It's a story where I acted like a fucking psycho. I was gaslighted, very toxic relationship. And it really taught me a relationship that taught me that I have standards and I I can do better. And I'm going to I'm not going to stay in a relationship just because I've been with the person for X amount of time. But if it doesn't serve me well, no matter how many years we're together, it's it's time to leave. And to give you a little bit of context, I was 19 years old. I was living in Qatar. I had just moved to Qatar. I was culture shocked. We I grew up. Well, I mean, I grew up in El Salvador. We had then moved to South Korea. And from there, we moved to Qatar. I felt like a loss. I was going through a loss of identity. I was still a 19-year-old, and it was hard to understand the shifts of culture at such a young age, and it was that. I didn't want to be there. I didn't rebel against my parents, but it's just, I felt, you know, there was nothing at that time in Qatar. There were no roads. There were two malls very far from my house. I there was really no one from my age that I knew and we lived in a community where it was a gated community where only people from my dad's job would live so that made it even harder to I mean not meet people but no one was from my age my brothers were younger than me they were going to school and they made friends really quickly and my brother was holding a party and my mom, being my mom, was go downstairs, make some friends. There's a very nice boy downstairs. Go meet him, please. Me being just stubborn and a teenager, I'm like, ugh, whatever. I go downstairs to make my mom happy and for, for her to shut the fuck up. And behold, the man that would ruin my life for the next five years. We're not going to say his name, but for the people that know me, know his name. All right. He was Qatari. And this guy was super funny. Unfortunately, very dumb, but very funny. And I thought, oh, well, I mean, yeah, sure. Let's just talk. Right. And for some reason, he was exciting. He was dumb, but he was very exciting. Very adventurous. And he took me out on the first date. It was in the desert. He had he was into quad bikes, you know, the Banshee and sand dunes and all that very cool adventurous stuff. And I liked that. I was like, oh wow, this is this is awesome. That was our first date. Hell of a way to go on a first date. 
And I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is awesome. And we clicked. He was dumb, but we clicked. All right. And I think one of the reasons that I stayed for so long in this relationship with him was because he is Arab and Latinos and Arabs are very similar in the sense that we think as a community, we believe that family comes first, we're loyal to family, and we are there to help. It, it, is, a, it is a community, all right? And the Arab community is insane when it comes to family, when it comes to being a tribe. And we shared the same values. We shared the same family orientation. We share pretty much everything. And I think that one were one of the reasons that we stayed together for so long. Although he cheated, very much cheated. And we hit it off again. We started dating. We became exclusive. We dated until things got really rough. And when I mean really rough, meaning he started lying and he started saying things and he started doing other things and what he did and what his actions were, were not adding up. At that time, I was 19 because I'm very old. We, our Facebook was our TikTok, all right, was our Snapchat. And on Facebook, you could, there was this trend where it was cool to check in where you were at, right? And tag the people that you were at and put pictures of people without filters because filters didn't exist at that time raw pictures of you drunk and that was a cool thing and he used to do that a lot unfortunately that wouldn't line up to what he would say he would drop me home and he would go out to bars or whatever he went out to I can't remember but it was clubs or whatever and I just, you know, the next day I would wake up. I'm like, well, why are you, what happened? What happened with you saying that you were going to do this, but instead you did plan B. And now I'm seeing that you're tagging friends, female friends. Like, why can't you just be honest about it? And that's when I got this sense of he's lying. And that's when I became a bit of a psycho, a psycho in the sense that I started stalking the people because I felt betrayed. I felt that there was no lack of transparency or honesty from his half, from his part. And I think that when this happens, for me, in my case, I had fear. I felt threatened by these girls. I felt fear that he would leave me and choose someone else. And because I had fear, I would act out by being defensive by being on his case all the time. And obviously there was a lot of distrust. And these were patterns that would happen over and over again. Again, I was 19, 18. He would say, sorry, I believed him. I was very much in love with him. And I said, okay, halas, I believe you. All right, let's continue. But one thing, as we, I think that was two years in or three years in our relationship, things got really messy in the sense that I had a friend and this friend I had introduced her to my boyfriend again Facebook was the shit so you wouldn't need someone and Facebook was hey let's be friends on Facebook so 
you know, they edit each other and all that stuff. And one day she comes to me and she says, Sophia, I have something to tell you. Your boyfriend is sending me very inappropriate messages on Facebook. I don't know how to react. You're my friend. And I just want to let you know that you should be careful with him because he has all the red flags in the world. Mind you, she was younger than me. And me being, again, dumb, 20, what, 22-year-old, I said to her, thank you for telling me, but I don't think that's, that my boyfriend wouldn't do that. Like, that's not what he does, so you need to shut the fuck up. Inside, I knew that he had done that, and I knew that kind of man I was in a relationship with. Unfortunately, I think I didn't want to realize I didn't want I was seeing the truth and the truth was telling me what was happening and I chose not to see it I chose to stay blind regardless of all the um, lies of the checkings and all that it just I felt like no I want to continue being blind and that led me to a lot more pain in the relationship fast forward to I think three and a half years or something like that he's studying in the UK I go visit him to the UK we are not doing great at this point because it's a lot of the arguments escalated more and more and they got more aggressive because I became aggressive I became like I couldn't control him anymore and the things that he was doing were very much out of my control and because of that I became relentless I became really annoying, but I felt like I had a reason to, if I'm being honest. And the arguments were very, you know, a lot of cursing, a lot of fuck you, you're a whore, you're an asshole, etc. It was more me than him. And there were fights where it didn't get it didn't get physical, but it definitely it could have been very physical. Like it was on the brink of being physical. And I went to the UK to visit him to really give it one last time. It was like, okay, well, let's rekindle the romance. And if it works, it's great. And if it doesn't, it's done. And I remember I went to the UK with feeling this thing in my heart where, okay, I'm going to give it one last try. If it doesn't work out, I can walk away from this relationship with peace in my heart I go everything is great all great he's really excited to see me very excited to have me there and I remember vividly that he was on his phone all the time and I thought well what the hell like I'm here I've really gotten an airplane I've crossed miles and miles and kilometers for you get out uh, like get off your fucking phone and something was telling me like "Mm." like so much lying there there was like an alert in my head and I was like no I think I think I'm gonna I I distrust this I I don't I don't trust this thing and he was an Android user and you know that on Android Samsung's you for the password is you kind of move your fingers around to for unlock the phone and what I did And I know this is not a great thing to do and don't judge me, but I felt like I had to do it because I felt like I needed one last thing or proof to be, all right, 
I'm actually done and I'm tired. And I think at this point, I was tired of his shit. I was tired of years of, you know, being just there and putting up with his shit. And again, that was my fault for staying in a relationship and for putting up on a lot of shit. I wake up in the morning very early and I put on his password on his Samsung and I unlock the phone and he was sleeping. And behold, once that phone unlocked, notifications, messages, conversations with girls that were from my country, from El Salvador. Mind you, he's never been to El Salvador. The only people that he knew were me, my brothers, and a couple of other Salvadorians that we were living in Qatar. It was a very, very, very small community. And conversations with girls from El Salvador that were my acquaintances on WhatsApp, conversations with girls on Facebook, porn stars, conversations with you name it. And it was enough for me to understand that, okay, this is this is going to go forever. And I had to make a decision. I was like, or I stay and I keep quiet for the rest of my life. And I accept that he does this and he has several lives or I make the choice of leaving, leaving gracefully. And that's what I did. I put the phone away, left the charging, went back to bed and I continue my trip because I was in the UK with him. I had, I think, two days left. And I said, okay, it's it's over. I said my goodbyes. And when I came back to Doha, I I it was done. It was it was done. We I didn't do the breakup because I didn't have the balls to do it, but he has he knew what was up. And we break up. Six months later, he comes back asking me that he had been very sorry for everything. He had been very sorry for having me as an option for not giving our relationship a priority for giving other bitches priorities. And that he was ready to get married. He was ready to have kids. He was ready for everything. He even told me I bought a house. I bought a land for a house and that could be ours. It is ours as a family. And here I am thinking, oh my gosh, finally this man, after years, he finally says the words that I've been wanting him to say. And that was commitment on that level. And for some reason, I thank God in those six months that I was away from him, I realized that I didn't want to be in a toxic environment, I realized that I was the worst version of myself in that relationship. I didn't want to end my life always in fear of who he was talking to, who he was cheating me with, who he was with and lying to my face. And that's when it clicked and I was, you know what? Thank you, but no thank you. I'm going to have to decline to your proposal. And I went off. He tried for several months to, you know, to get me back and all of that stuff. And I said, listen, I think that it's it's over. The relationship is over. Let's just 
be happy about it and that it happened and خلاص, it's it was nice. And a relationship that we had before we broke up, we did talk about marriage. And it was a relationship that he did propose. He said, I am, I want you to get married with you. I, I, you know, we've been together for years now and it only makes sense that we, that is the next step that we do. And it was a relationship that taught me that you can walk away from a very long relationships because when we broke up, I remember vividly feeling, oh my gosh, what do I do now with my life? who I am now. I don't know what to do with myself because I've been with this person for so long that I don't I don't know how to act. I don't I I don't I don't know how to function with this human being. We spoke every single day, every single minute. We were together. When we were together, we were together all day long. And it was something that really took me time And it's something that I promised to myself that I said in the next relationship that I'm in, A, I don't want to be this person. I don't want to be a psycho investigating every move. I don't want to be dependent from a man emotionally. I want to have my friends. I want to have my life. I want to have my job. I want to have a, a, a good, I want to have my life and a life with this person. Because when I ended up with the Qatari guy, I felt... Like everything was stripped away from me, friends, groups, everything, activities, everything, you name it. And it taught me that I deserved better, obviously. I didn't want to stay in a relationship that I had to double think all the time. Is he cheating on me or is he not? So definitely, if you're going through a similar situation, again, We all tolerate different things. Some people are okay with cheating. Some people are okay with addiction. Some people are okay with other things. And that's up to each person to know what you're able to tolerate. I know that I cannot tolerate cheating. It's something that it doesn't go well with me. I can tolerate other things, but I cannot tolerate that. And if you're going through a similar situation and the relationship brings the best, sorry, the worst in you, then you for fact know that that relationship is not for you. If in your relationship you feel fear and there is lack of transparency, there is no trust, then that should be a red flag of, that should give you a hint that is not a healthy relationship. And you should probably reconsider that relationship. Again, no relationship is perfect, but definitely these are red flags that you should keep in mind that if you feel something in your heart, it is for something. And if your gut is telling you, no, there's something wrong, no, I I have this feeling, then trust it. Go with your gut. Because I know I acted like a psycho in this relationship, but I it was my instinct. It was my fear of something. And I was right all the time. He was talking to girls. He had conversations with girls. He did, I don't know, I don't know what else he did with other girls. And I'm assuming the worst. But I was right all along. I had that instinct and I had that gut that something wasn't right. And unfortunately, it took me around four to five years 
to really act on that gut and do something about it. I knew about it. I would confront him, but I would be too scared to leave and I would stay. And it was the same pattern, the same cycle all over again for four to five years until I said, no, I'm tired because the arguments, like I said, were very, very violent verbally. And thank God they were not physically, but they could have escalated to something physical. Thank you so much for staying until the end of this episode and for listening and supporting my podcast bitch i've got things to say um follow me on instagram podcast with sophie with an f and dm me tell me your story tell me your fuck-ups tell me your current fuck-up i'm happy to help and i'm happy to read your stories and leave me a comment here um until next episode see you then bitches